On today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Alex Slent from Full Press NHL to discuss the Florida Panthers getting three out of four points over the weekend. We'll be discussing that next here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Monday, October 24th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. And thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On NHL and Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden. We'll be covering all the regular season activities around the National Hockey League. So, Cats fans, the Florida Panthers over the weekend, they, they've been they've been taking care of business despite all the questions of the defense, the injury to Aaron Ekblad, the questionable special teams that the Panthers have been putting out there for 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 this team and yet out of the 12 possible points they get they get nine they're they're four one and one on the season and very well still very early in the season still very much in the driver's seat to just continue to still continue to build off what they did last year but let me bring in my guest on the show it is a first appearance on the lockdown florida panthers (laughs) podcast he is from full press nhl covering the Florida Panthers and the Edmonton Oilers, Alex Slemp. Alex, welcome to your debut on Locked On Panthers. Hey, thanks for having me, Armando. I'm excited to be here. Uh, absolutely, and uh, I'm definitely uh, very thankful to have have you on after uh, meeting up with you in, in Media Day and and getting to converse with you a little. It, it, it's great to, to have you on, but... Let, let's go straight into into the Panthers uh, getting three out of four points this season. Mm-hmm. Let's first talk about the the game against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for for this one, it was a a game that the Florida Panthers really dominated five on five for the most part. The the ESPN broadcast mentioned that the that the Tampa Bay Lightning played up to I, I believe it was seventy three more games over lo- the last uh, three seasons. When when you include all the postseason uh, mileage that they've logged, and looks like that the Panthers just for the most part really outpaced the the Tampa Bay Lightning, and and and, and outskated them and just created more chances. I'm really I'm I really like what the Florida Panthers really what they're doing in, in transition, just catching uh the the opposition flat footed, and even though in a loss, I, I felt that especially early on in the game that the Florida Panthers found their way to uh, get get uh the Tampa Bay Lightning caught in transition. Yeah, absolutely. They they played a phenomenal game, uh, on, you know, full 200-foot game there. Uh, it really wasn't until the back half of that third period that uh, you kind of saw a little bit of the fatigue set in on the, on the Panthers there, having to play with that um, shorter bench. And so I, I can't remember the shots that they limited Tampa to up into that point, but it was all Florida. I mean, they were controlling the game, dictating the pace, uh, had great 
neutral zone, um, uh, you know, turnovers bringing in. And uh, they looked good the whole way through. It was really just that final 10 minutes. They kind of allowed uh, the Lightning to uh, take control a little bit, get some good offensive zone uh, time. And, um, yeah, unfortunately, they came out with a loss, but not bad. Yeah, and looking at, like, the total, the totals for, for the Panthers as far as shot attempts, uh, only two more shot attempts in all situations for the for the Panthers against the Lightning, but five on – Five on five for for the Panthers, they outshot them by eleven more. Mm-hmm. But the issue for the Panthers is, and it goes back to their uh, game against the Philadelphia Flyers. It really goes comes goes back to just not staying staying not being able to stay out of the box for the Panthers. And mm-hmm. uh, the the Stamkos goal uh, when when it look when you see the replay again, that that's probably something that Etulu Sturanen probably wants back because mm-hmm. on that play, Etulu Sturanen breaks his stick and immediately he goes to the bench to get another one instead of staying there to try probably block a shot. And look what happens. Steven yeah. Stamkos, it's basically a five on three for like a good like five seconds. And then he nails a, n- nails a slap shot right through mm-hmm. uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. And Stamkos has just been on a tear this season despite oh, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning's record. But just something that the that Etulu Sturanen would probably want back. Oh, 100%. Uh, you saw Kucherov pick up on it right away. As soon as he starts getting towards the bench, you saw that urgency. Uh, he quickly got that puck, fired it over to Stamkos, and and, and got that goal. So, yeah, not a bit of a rookie move there. <laughs> not a bad play, you know, to stay out there. But, you know, that, that stuff happens. You learn from it. Um, he'll know next time. Hang out there. Yeah, Make for- sure you're staying on Stamkos. Yeah, for sure. And and the season that he's having, uh, even though he's getting on the older side, just uh, you you never you never know uh, what what you're gonna get out of him for sure. Mm-hmm. And of course the 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 killer for the Florida Panthers as as far as long as I've known for for as long as he's been in the league. And Braden Point, I mean, I've I've witnessed two games between the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning in person where Braden Point gets a game-winning goal in overtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, both, 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 both of them at, at Emily Arena. And then this time around, he gets, uh, gets a game-winning goal. Uh, but b- prior to that, though, uh, just, the period, um, just in the middle of the second period, uh, Kucherov does uh, lay a little bit of a hit on Sasha Barkov that had him going into the tunnel for a little mm-hmm. bit. I don't think it was necessarily uh, an egregious play by Bar- by Kucherov, just in a position where as Kucherov was starting to hit Barkov, he was starting to go down. So mm-hmm. not something that I thought that Kucherov did on purpose, no. but, th- but Kachuk in the overtime period, 39 seconds in, uh, get, gets a penalty uh, for slashing Kucherov in overtime and then gives him a little bit of a shove down, um, down to the ice more. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily mind that penalty and even uh, for Kachuk to lay a little bit of a hit on Kucherov because you're trying to protect your captain. But my, my, my issue really of all things is really the timing uh, as far as that penalty for, for Matthew Kachuk Mm -hmm. and uh, where a game where the Panthers were mostly, were mostly like we talked about dominating the game. It it, it really, it it really uh, for, for that, I, I felt that it it, it might have cost the Panthers the game in that one, but I I still don't I just don't like the timing of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think the emotions got the better of him uh, on that play. Obviously, it was poor timing to do that in in overtime. I've got no issue with him, you know, uh, trying to disrupt Kucherov while he was on that partial break. I mean, 
you do a slash, you do a hook, something to to try. You mean in that scenario, you're most likely going to be uh, taking a penalty there. But it was the the after the whistle stuff. Um, I know Kachuk's a gritty guy. They brought him in, you know, for this type of uh, type of play. But you know, he's a veteran. He knows. Um, you know, when he should be doing that, when he shouldn't. Uh, I wasn't a big fan of the shot to Kucherov when he was down on the ice because you could see, you know, he's down on all fours. He clearly was shaken up uh, after Kachuk took him into the boards real hard. Um, so I wasn't a big fan of the the two shots. I see he was probably just trying to draw in um, a retaliation penalty, which he did, but his extra stuff cost him another one. So uh, that put, you know, Tampa onto the, uh, the power play there. So... You know, maybe just those emotions, first battle of Florida, getting to him, uh, you know, maybe he acts out like that. It, it seemed a little uncharacteristic for, for the timing it was. But, I mean, a guy like Kachuk, I mean, <laughs> you never know when that kind of grit's going to come out that way. So, yeah, but poor timing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and the after-the-whistle stuff, it's really fun. It's kind of fun to watch that that he's just consistently uh, bothering goalies and people just – <laughs> They, they, they don't want, they, they've had enough of him. A lot of opponents have already had enough of him. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> for Matthew Kachuk, he, uh, he got, he got the, a point in each of his first five games, which unfortunately ended on Sunday against the New York Islanders. But Hey, mm-hmm. uh, d- a great way f- for uh, Matthew Kachuk to, to start the, the season with the Panthers after the yeah. final buzzer uh, went off on Friday night, uh, Matthew Kachuk had exactly had contributed on 50% of the Florida Panthers goals through five games. So great to see Brandon Montour came back, even though he didn't play on the top power play unit for the Panthers, still, still great to see him back because it creates a little bit of more uh, balance in the decor. So there, so the great to see that Brandon Montour also came back for the Panthers as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, that Kachuk's that the uh, five game point streak that uh, actually set a franchise record, uh, which I uh, didn't realize with so many good players coming through this organization. Uh, but his uh, five game point streak to start the year set a franchise record. There's nine others who hit four games, and his five game point streak was the third longest of any Florida Panther in starting their tenor with the uh, with the Panthers. Above that was Ray Whitney, who had a seven game, and then Pavel Burry had a six game back in the 90s. So fun facts for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and just it's it's really just been what when you look back at even though the injuries for Ekblad and you think about, oh, they could use a Mackenzie Weger, but seeing how he's contributed on 50 percent of the of the of the goals already for the Panthers. Uh, the, the trade, regardless of all that, is still looking very good for Bill Zito. Yeah. Uh, one other note for the Panthers is Rudolph Balser's got a second straight goal uh, for, for the Panthers in that one. Uh, the, the Panthers consistently uh, putting the pucks into the net, and they're right right on the doorstep as well. So really uh, always trying to make the, the opposition uncomfortable there. But in segment number two, we are going to break down the Florida Panthers' is 3-2 to two win over the New York Islanders on sunday october 23rd but first we're going to tell you all about simply safe and the numbers don't lie in the last decade over four million people have chosen simply safe home security to protect their home you don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right at simply safe your safety is the only thing that matters they protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 monitoring agents who always have your back 
With 24-7 professional monitoring, Simply Safe's agents call you the moment a threat is detected and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection and with advanced sensors in every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect the motion that only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan when you and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash lockdownHL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I'm sold. <laughs> <laughs> Back on this second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Monday, October 23rd edition of the show. And thanks for making Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen of the day. Locked on game to game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked on game to game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow game to game on Locked On NHL available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. So, Alex, the, the Florida Panthers on Sunday night faced the New York Islanders for, for the second time this season, the second time in two weeks. And one thing that the Florida Panthers had in common in both matchups, it's it was pretty much deja vu for, for both goals for uh, the Panthers. Uh, it was really the the first one for, for the New York Islanders. Uh, Anders Lee... Uh, where Matt Barzell gets it into the net, onto the net, on the power play. And both of those goals for uh, Spencer Knight is really goals that he he made contact with. And just off the rebound, uh, Anders Lee gets uh, one of them in. The first one was by Matthew Barzell. The other one was on by uh, Kyle Clutterbuck on the, on the power play. And this goes back to the whole Panthers needing to stay out of the box. And also the penalty kill prior to... Right before Friday, I was talking about how I'm liking really how the penalty kill is looking for the Panthers, mm-hmm. but still really in the it, as far as ranks in the NHL, kind of mediocre for them. They're kind of putting a different look where they're r- running like a diamond formation for for the penalty kill. So something a little different that I'm seeing with uh, Paul Maurice's uh, style, but. Uh, what what are you seeing out of the penalty kill for uh, the Florida Panthers so far? Yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's been a great. Um... PK so far to start the year, you know, the, uh, the goal they surrendered uh, tonight on the five on three. I mean, that was just unfortunate. Um, you know, Kirstead with a bit of a wild stick, right. And he draws the double minor. They go on to, uh, uh, to score right away there. Um, bad bounce. Uh, but they've done a really good job limiting chances. Uh, both goalies, Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight, I think are seeing the puck well. Yep, Knight definitely would like to have um, a couple of those back, as he, especially the first one. You know, what it, it went off his shoulder, I believe. Um, so, I mean, all around, though, they've, they've got a really nice penalty kill. I like the system that uh, Paul Maurice and his staff have implemented. Um, it's working. It's only going to get better as the season continues to progress and guys, um, you know, who are, you know, playing on that PK kind of figure out their roles just a little bit more and, and get the system down. So uh, it's looking really good early in the year. And uh, yeah, that's, that's a great look for the Panthers so far. Yeah. And uh, 
for for and going back to uh special teams talking about uh the the Panthers and their special teams they got uh quite a few opportunities on on the power play looking up as as I'm talking right now that they got they got four they got four opportunities to New York's six so <laughs> I, I believe it, it's now three straight games for the Panthers that they've uh, that they've given up five power play opportunities. The opposition, uh, I'm just uh, saying that on the top of my head. I, I forgot the exact number against Philadelphia, but for for the Panthers, uh, 0 for four. Now now it's about I think a 0 for 16 uh, drought of their last 16 on the power play. Uh, two um, two for 27 now for the for the Panthers on the season, and just the just. What what I'm seeing for the for the Panthers is really uh, this team is a little bit out of out of out of position based on who's used to playing what. And of course, Barkov hugging the blue line. Uh, of course, his defensive play and how his ice vision is. I don't necessarily mind, but at the same time, he's used to being on that right side on the faceoff circle doing some one timers. But at the same time, uh, Brandon Montour being back. Was a little bit of a help. Uh, move Patrick Hornquist down to power play too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Bennett is a little bit. Uh, they use Sam Bennett as more of that bumper and got Kachuk more to the front of the net in place of Hornquist. But still, the the Panthers have been uh, kind of uh, struggling on the power play and they're, they're getting their opportunities, but just not converting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they certainly seem to be handcuffed a little bit on the on the power play. Something that was, um, you know, something they could rely on so much of uh, last season. Uh, of you know being able to score they get the man advantage it was, it was so lethal and now it has really stalled uh, in the last three games um, you were right it was uh, six power play opportunities against the Flyers there uh, so yeah they've um, but uh, sorry I just lost my train of thought there but yeah it's um it's weird seeing that but you know great teams you know highly offensive teams they they go through these um, you know these kind of lulls uh throughout the season so you might as well get one in right at the beginning uh again it's a new system they're trying to figure out they're also dealing with injuries so they're having a lot of different you know uh kind of players in there as you said hornquist and they're uh, not typically your pp1 guy so um i think it's just a bit of a mix of uh you know new coach new system some early injuries and just feeling everyone out in in their new spots on that power play there's too much talent on this team to uh to continue this trend they will figure that out uh hopefully sooner than later though uh because yeah it's been uh what was it 15 they haven't scored in their last 15 power play tries so uh, definitely want to fix that yeah around. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and and for for the panthers in in this one uh it, it was really the the third line that got it going for mm-hmm. for the cats anton lundell just uh, just only had one assist in the first five games. Gets two two points tonight. Constantly creating on the forecheck. Uh, to uh, I think it, he stripped uh, Adam Pellick on that one to uh, and just goes unassisted on Varlamov. Mm-hmm. Sharp angle shot gets it through. And for 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 the Panthers, those unscripted plays mm-hmm. and and just on the fly and then just getting the puck into the net those are some those are things that we constantly that coaches constantly talk about even if you don't have the proper angle try to get it the puck into the net something so a, a goal that Simeon Varlamov might want back but hey yeah. you, you don't apologize for uh for creating an opportunity even with the 
not the best angle for Anton Lundell. Yeah, no, that third line, you're absolutely right. It was a driving force all game. Uh, Lundell, a great, uh, great pace right there. Really set the tone with uh, with that goal right out the gate. Uh, just a fantastic individual effort of being hard on the puck. You know, definitely the style of game that is going to make Paul Maurice really happy. And uh, yeah, strips him, gets it. I think he, he kind of threw it across the body of Arlamov in it, and it hit under his blocker, his hand or something, went in. Um, but they don't ask how, just how many, right? So uh, it was great to see Lundell finally uh, get himself a goal. Um, yeah, because he only had that one assist, but he's been making plays and doing a lot so far this year. But that that third line, they're looking really good. Uh, Luce the Reinen on the wing, he looks really comfortable there. Uh, he seems to have the Islanders number. He's got goals against Islanders back-to-back games. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's that, that's huge for for Florida. Who I think there's some questions about depth after all their off-season moves, and to see uh, this third line doing what they're doing, um, I mean, that's got to bring some confidence to the fan base and and see be like, okay, no, we do have some good depth here. So, yeah, they're playing well. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, with with Etu mostly playing in the on the fourth line center, and Paul Maurice right at the beginning of camp saying he is a top a top nine player, mm-hmm. and the the ability to retrieve uh the tree retrieve the puck after his his original shot was uh, deflected off uh Noah Dobson, and then uh the and then retrieving the puck, shooting at it, and then unfortunately for Varlamov, uh deflected off his own uh, player and Sebastian Aho <laughs> in that one, but hey. Uh, the, the key, the key to, I feel like the key to always, when you play the New York Islanders, specifically them, uh, as a team who doesn't produce a lot offensively and not the fastest team, the, the key for them is to get up by multiple goals because the way they're built mm-hmm. when that, that team specifically is down by multiple goals, it, it's really hard for them to come back. I think they had a game against the New Jersey devils just a few days ago where they only generated 17 shots mm-hmm. on goal against Mackenzie Blackwood. So and and the Florida Panthers continue to just to outpace them, outskate five on five numbers in almost every game for the Panthers. You've just seen them, just seen them uh, out outshoot them and and out and out chance um, multiple opponents. And also, let's also talk about how this is happening with the top line of Alexander Barkov, Carter Verhage, and Sam Reinhart. I mean, Carter Verhage has two goals on the season, but the other guys, Reinhart and Barkov, Barkov's doing it on the defensive end, and Sam Reinhart has just had has has there anybody has there been anyone in the nhl who's had worse luck than sam reinhardt this season the guy has zero puck luck right now he he has 18 shots on net throughout the season zero goals to show for it uh but just so many brilliant chances they got to go in uh, sooner or later but you're right this florida panthers team is doing a phenomenal job providing offense while it's uh, first line is handcuffed right now. Uh, yeah. Ver, uh, Verhage had the two goals the other, the other night, but otherwise that top line has been held scoreless. They have 46 total shots between the three of them. Uh, great chances too. They're not just these little perimeter stuff. So it's just bad, a case of bad puck luck. They'll, they'll get their bounces. They just need to have, you know, that, that one, that one game where they'll kind of pour it on and they'll get, They'll get going. They'll get rolling. I was hoping, you know, the maybe they could get the monkey off their back with a, a power play goal here, but not the case. <laughs> so. And actually, I kind of, I kind of want to show like a little bit of a s- screen share if my computer uh, allows me uh, to to do so, just based on how how it looked five on five with uh, with the Florida Panthers and the 
and the New York Islanders on this one. Just this is just five on five via naturalstattrick.com. If you're seeing on on YouTube, you're seeing where where how well the Panthers protected Spencer Knight uh, at, at five on five. Uh, the the slot was just not open for business for for the New York Islanders. And you see, if you're watching on the YouTube, uh, the Panthers five on five uh, just constantly on S Simeon Varlamov uh, for 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 the Cats. So. Uh, definitely, definitely, an, an imp cont continuing to be a big puck possession team for the Panthers. We we haven't seen the Panthers as opposed to last season when they were running run and gun. That they we don't we're not seeing too many odd man uh, rushes the other the other way. Despite the the different uh, talent on the Panthers, no Mackenzie Weger, of course, uh, and but still the 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 way Maurice's system is is being conducted uh the the goalies aren't all aren't left out to dry as much so far in this young season yeah absolutely this is a a very different look of a team this is a team that uh it looks like they're playing you know more that playoff style which is something paul marie said uh he wanted to implement early on uh at the start of the year i believe it was on uh, media day he was talking of uh you know wanting to have an emphasis on board play like three feet off the boards he also wanted a type of system that could transition seamlessly from regular season into the playoffs and and that's what we're seeing here um yeah perhaps it's uh, not as exciting with all those end-to-end -end rushes run and gun hockey but this is the type of hockey that um, you need to play come playoff time it's a type of hockey that uh brings success so it's good to see that everyone has bought into this and they're executing it extremely well um so i mean this is i like this look at the panthers team it is they're playing some good hockey and, and as you showed in that stat uh, just limiting the the chances um you know high danger scoring chances you look at that that chart everything was perimeter stuff you know uh fairly easy night five on five for spencer Knight. i would say it just uh and that's just a real testament to uh, everyone buying into this uh, system that Maurice wants to play. So, yeah, and and it's funny because we have to condition ourselves sometimes that based on last year's uh, last year's regular season that it's not always going to be these uh, these blowouts. But you rather you rather that see them uh, have some good habits for for this team and and just learn how to win these close games so that you'll always be prepared once uh once um april may and june hopefully june uh comes around for the for the, this team uh ryan lawberg also gets on the board for this one didn't mention him and his uh goal song which the panthers <laughs> are doing uh doing uh customized goal songs is uh mercy by kanye west uh two chains and uh big sean so uh, it was a song that i heard a little bit i believe it was on nba like 2k 12 a while ago so that was yeah, the first time I heard that one. So uh, Carver Hage also mentioned that we were going to like the song and turns out to be true. Yeah. I, I hope Lomberg has a 50 goal year. I love that song. So I like, I just want to hear that every night. So yeah, great pick by him. Yeah. And, and credit to Colin White uh, for getting the puck out to him uh, after Kirsteg, uh shoots it right on the blue line uh, from the blue line and just chasing the puck and getting, and, and just, dishing it out for for Lombard to just uh finish it off on that one for for the cats so uh yeah. credit to him i believe that's now his uh set, that's his first goal of the season excuse me uh first first goal of the season for uh ryan Lomberg there so just uh just a fun fun uh guy to to have on your team and uh the first star of the game getting the the game-winning goal 
And Anton Lindell, of course, 2.9, the third star of the game with uh, Anders Lee uh, as the second, getting those both of those uh, power play goals for the Panthers. But in segment number three, we are going to discuss more of what's going on around the NHL and and more. We're going to discuss that next here with Alex here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on this Monday, October 24th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. I got Alex Slemp here from Full Press NHL on what was an exciting night on the hockey side for South Florida. Of course, we are recording this at 828, just as kickoff of Sunday night football between the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers is going on. Right now, it's 0-0 in that game. By the time this drops, we'll know the final score of that game. So hopefully, more success coming uh, South Florida's uh, way for for a night like tonight. So Tua Tungavailoa is back for the Dolphins. If you're watching on the YouTube, of course, you can see why I'm wearing my Dolphins hat for this show. And a little bit of a... A little bit of a different uh, thing here too. Uh, I'm wearing my NHL All Star shirt uh, for for uh, at, hosted by the Florida Panthers at, in Sunrise, Florida. Special thanks for my friend uh, Paul Gooch for getting me uh, this gift. Uh, thank, special shout out to him. But Alex, uh, tell Paul to get me one of those. I'm uh, one of those. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll hit him. I'll hit him up just for you. Just there for you. <laughs> so nine points out of twelve games, Alex. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's early, but the 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 point pace for this one for the Panthers is uh, 123 points. So it's a lot of points. President's Trophy, baby. There we go. <laughs> back to back. Uh, honestly, for me, I'm indifferent on whether the Panthers play the win the President's Trophy again. I whether people want to believe in a in a curse or not. The Panthers, when going into last season, they weren't really playing for the President's Trophy. They were at the beginning of the season. They were just trying to win some games, and then hey, they put themselves in a position to win the President's Trophy. But nine, nine, uh, nine points out of twelve. The Boston Bruins, of course, even though they've had their fair share of injuries to start the season, they're they're off to a uh, great start. The Buffalo Sabers. Tell me if you had Rasmus Dahlin as your Norris uh, favorite uh, to to start the season as well. Yeah. After Buffalo gets a big win over a winless Vancouver uh, Canucks team, who that's a team that's in big trouble this season. What have your yeah. What have been your thoughts on uh, the Atlantic Division, even uh, the NHL so far in this young yeah. season? Yeah, uh, some shockers in there. I mean, seeing Buffalo. I I mean, Buffalo has a lot of great pieces and. Um, you know, good prospects over there. I, I still thought that they would be, you know, a, a year at least away before, you know, taking a top three spot. Now we are very early. We're very early mm-hmm. into the season. Uh, but the Buffalo faithful got to be happy to see, you know, uh, all this young talent that they've been acquiring over the years finally come together and put this up. And yeah, Darlene, one absolute start to his year uh, was not on my bingo card. Nope. Um, for for Norris candidate, but um, yeah, the the poor Vancouver Canucks to get out of the Atlantic Division just for a sec. They deserve so much better. What are they? Oh, four and two. They can't hold a lead to save their life. The, I I had I was really high on the Canucks. I had them finishing third in the Pacific Division. So they got a big hill to climb now if they're gonna, you know, want to make me look smart. So. Um, yeah, but there's some shockers all around the uh, the NHL. There's some teams off to good starts uh, who we didn't expect. You know, Chicago, Philadelphia, Buffalo, and and then we have teams who we thought were going to be dominant who who aren't. Uh, Minnesota Wild. Wow, has that been a shock their play so far? So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and through five games, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers won uh, last night in Nashville. They're currently uh, they're currently playing the San Jose Sharks, where they're down one nothing. So as of right now, as of this recording, they're still the only regulation loss uh, was was against the Panthers. I don't know how much that's gonna th- th- don't know how much that's gonna stay for the Buffalo Sabers. But there's also a, sh- a chart by uh, Jay Fresh Hockey. I'm not I'm not the biggest analytics person, but seeing. Be, seeing the difference in expected goals uh, for versus against the difference, Buffalo is like plus ten right now, and and what and what the and what is getting behind the net, and what they're t- and what's not going in, and and so that that chart for Buffalo tells me that it's likely going to slow down as late as the season uh, progresses for, for Buffalo. But hey, still a great stepping stone early on. Maybe they could be this year's version of what the Anaheim Ducks did in the beginning of the season last year before they fell off seems mm-hmm. like a maybe a good stepping stone for Buffalo. Yeah, I, I was just going to say this. They remind me a lot of the Ducks uh, last season on that start. So uh, that's also another team a little disappointing their start. Uh, I was expecting not big things from them, but, you know, a, a little bit more than what they're doing. So, but. I mean, last year, what were they? They were only four points out of a playoff spot of the Edmonton Oilers when they uh, traded Lindholm away and uh, uh, and Raquel. So that was before they decided to sell off their season. They actually played pretty good. So, uh, yeah, but I think you're right. I don't know if this play from the Sabres is sustainable. Um, I mean, it's easy to say it's not just because of how they played in the past. But um, I'm, I'm down to be surprised and see mm. them go on a run this year. Let's see it. Yeah, and, and and the other team that you covered, the Edmonton Oilers, uh, we, um, they're they're off to a uh, surprising two three and zero start, only four points through uh, five games. Mm-hmm. Uh, we spoke about pre recording uh, whether Jordan Bennington is back for yeah. the St. Louis Blues after uh, struggling a little bit the last few years and shutting out the Edmonton Oilers. It's not easy to uh, to to blank Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl. I mean. It, it feels like that those guys like average like 1.5 um, points a, a game at least on the top of my head. It's like it's always somewhere yeah. between one and two at least for for those guys. Yeah, absolutely. You turn on an Oilers game, you're expecting to see those guys on the score sheet at some point. So uh, last last night, uh, yeah, the Oiler faithful are not used to seeing that one. I would say Bennington is back now, not from that game. I think last uh, night's game, Oilers and Blues was a great team effort. Uh, by St. Louis, uh, they played textbook defense all over Edmonton. They were frustrating them. I think McDavid was held to just a single shot. Uh, there's a lot of frustration you could see by that Oilers offense uh, that whole game. So uh, kudos to the Blues. They played a great, great game against them. Uh, but Bennington so far this year, I think he might be back. And that's scary because when he's on, wow, he is a hard goalie to beat. But the way St. Louis played that game last night, they look like they're the team to beat in the West. Mm-hmm. And, Especially uh, back, yeah. Yeah, and, sh- and let, let's go a little bit to uh, Florida's uh, next matchup, which will be a road game on Tuesday night. Uh, it'll be a quick uh, two-game road trip to uh, Chicago and Philadelphia right before the Florida Panthers uh, have a first Kachuk-Kachuk battle on Saturday yes. with those two being in the Atlantic division. But uh, the the – Blackhawks are scrapping out wins, and this is despite uh, Patrick Kane not having a single uh, goal this season, uh, led by Max Domi so far through through uh, through five games as well. Uh, 
of course, we know we know what the mission is for what they're trying to do, what Chicago is trying to do uh, this season. It's the tank for Bedard sweepstakes. But uh, I'm going to be discussing with uh, Jack Bushman, hopefully, of Locked on Blackhawks on tomorrow's episode. But when 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 you're a young team and and the outside noise says that you're going to be the worst team and, and, of course, the players hit the ice, those players are not always thinking that. And you – don't apologize for wins, even even in even if uh, even if the it looks from the outside that this team is uh, is trying to get the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tanking is a is a fan type of uh, narrative to to go with. Players, uh, you know, like professional players at the NHL level, they they're competitive. They're not looking to lose. They don't look at the season and say, "Oh yeah, no, we'll tank for a guy." It's they they want to compete every night. They want to be. They want all their hard work and time that they've put into off season and the season to be rewarded with a Stanley Cup over their head by season's end. So they're not coming into this uh, looking to tank. You know, Max Domi has done a great job leading the way for the Blackhawks. And yeah, like you said, they're scrapping out some wins right now. Uh, you know, I'm sure. You know, Panthers uh, were probably looking at their calendar, saw this little road trip with Chicago and and Philly, and thought, okay, yep, you know, we're it's going to be you know quick, easy four points here. But uh, these aren't games you can take lightly. They are uh, both clubs are playing some good hockey to start the year. Whether they keep it up or not, time will tell. Uh, but you know, the Florida cannot take these games lightly. They got to go in there and play play their best uh, against them and and come back for this Ottawa game on Saturday, hopefully with four points. Yeah. Yeah, and right now I'm seeing that the that the Chicago Blackhawks on the power play are converting 31% of their power play opportunities uh, in the top five right now. So, uh, so and with the floor and the, with the with the special teams not being right now at its best for the Panthers, uh, this is this would be the game. This would be the game for the P- Panthers to hopefully uh, uh, create better be- better uh, chances when they're up on the man advantage. Of, of course, to to of course. Like we mentioned earlier, Patty Kane doesn't have any any goals this season, but that's that's the guy that mm-hmm. to to look look for uh, when 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 facing off against this team. And of course, uh, of course, those are adjustments that uh, Paul Maurice is gonna gonna adjust to as the as the season goes on. But hey, that's mm-hmm. that's the alarming number that I'm seeing. But hey, four one and one though, uh, I not much to complain about uh, for for this team uh, despite early adverse adversity. Nine points out of twelve once again, and hey, uh, Panthers are winning a close game. So very, a very different type of start this year than than uh, than uh, years years past for this team. So mm-hmm. n- nothing to complain about. Yeah, no, not at all. I think the start to the year is uh, should you know. Uh exude a lot of confidence in, in the players and in its fans of just what this team is capable of. Uh, like I was saying earlier, the way they're playing, it looks a lot like playoff style hockey. They're winning, um, you know, these one goal games of all lines are doing what they need to do. It's just, it, it's a great uh, system that they're playing. I like watching it. Cause it, you know, when I was watching a lot of Florida last season, um, you know, I was looking at it and I'm like, you know, this is fun hockey. This is fun hockey to watch. But I was like, this isn't going to work in the playoffs. They're going to clamp down on you. And and that's what we saw. I mean, they, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you could say they lost that series against the Lightning. But uh, the fact is their system didn't work. Um, 
you look at the system they're doing right now, and I'm like, wow, this is what they needed last season. But I'm glad they got it now. I love that Paul Maurice has got the got the guys playing this. They've all bought in, and I, I wish we could just fast forward up uh, up to May and just see see them do this in the playoffs. So I think you got a lot of guys here who are really really hungry, um, you know, to to shut up all the doubters and naysayers from from last year of what they were able to do in the playoffs and just want to get back there and, and prove them all wrong and show that uh yeah that this is a championship caliber team so. absolutely and uh I, I i don't know if i mentioned this on the show last week or the week before but uh steve levy is one of those uh guys who uh picked the florida panthers uh to lift lord stanley's cup while uh john butchergrass who called friday's game had the florida panthers out of the postseason so one of the one of those guys is uh out is, come is, on yeah. so either both can be wrong one could be right we 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 never know uh about about uh about that so alex uh i want to thank you uh for uh joining me on this episode of the lockdown florida panthers podcast where the florida panthers got 3 out of 4 points over the weekend good vibes in south florida right now as far as the hockey side of things Hopefully for the basketball side of things, the the Miami Heat can uh, recover from their uh, one and two start so far. So good, at, at least good good times as, as far as hockey. But for for everyone who might not be familiar with you and your work, s- tell them where they can find you and tell them more about what you do. Yeah. So um, uh, as you were saying, I, I, I write with uh, Full Press NHL. I cover the Florida Panthers and the Edmonton Oilers. Um, so I mean, we—it's uh, an online publication. Uh, we got podcast shows there as well. So I mean, you can hop on there, check out my work, uh, covering uh, the Panthers daily, and uh, doing feature stuff with uh, with the Oilers. So, uh, but I gotta say, thank you for having me on the show, Armando. It was uh, great to finally get on here. You got a fantastic show. I love it. It's uh, it's phenomenal. So uh, I hope I can get back on here uh, sometime soon. Absolutely, and 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 I'll and I'll definitely have you have you on soon. So can't wait for the next time there we go me too all right enjoy that dolphins game thank you and if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the locked on florida panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed make sure to subscribe to locked on nhl and locked on fantasy hockey with flip the living stone and steel roden we'll be covering all the regular season activities around the national hockey league Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your next listen of the day, make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Sarmamanda Velez with Alex Slem. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Work your team every day.